fellow ink drinkers, and welcome back to the Blind Girls Book Talk podcast. two legally blind sisters who love reading and love books and so what we've done is we started a show in order to talk about that we cover a wide array of bookish content and that can range from bad retellings of stories to book to movie adaptation comparisons buddy reads recent reads author talks bookish challenges really the list does go on And today, what we're actually going to be talking about is we're going to be doing a bit of a talk about nostalgia reads. Now, the reason we chose to cover this topic is because sometimes, you know, when you're young, you're, of course, you're learning what you love to read, you're learning different things. And so when you're reading, you might As you grow older, some of the things you might have read when you were younger might not continue to fit with what you like to read when you're older, essentially. So we decided to kind of give it a go. And Belle was meant to do a little bit of nostalgia reading as well. However, just with kind of the insanity of her summer and, you know, having an internship and going back to school and everything like that, it just didn't work out very well for her. So instead, what we did is I just did my own nostalgia read. This is going to be something that we will probably be covering again in the future. Belle is probably going to do one of her own. I know there's a couple other series that I do want to read as I'm older, you know, from an adult lens. So that will be further on down the line, though. But today, the series that I read that I'm going to cover is one of my favorites, and I've talked about it before, and it is the Splintered series by A.G. Howard. Now, I like this series because, you know, it is a Alice in Wonderland retelling, because Back when I read it, it was kind of at the height of, you know, Twilight Hunger Games at where all the the love triangles were all the rage. And of course, this series had that. And my little teen heart was just like, I love this. So this is a series that I really, really enjoyed when I was younger. And so I decided, you know what? I want to read it again. I want to see if it still holds up if I still like it, everything like that. So that all being said, Belle, do you want kind of just a a little bit of a synopsis as to what the series is? I already know what it's about from hearing you talk about it, but if you feel like giving a synopsis, go ahead. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give kind of a brief synopsis and then talk about my thoughts about kind of the whole thing. So spoiler warning for this series. I do recommend you check it out if you can. It's an interesting series. 
and I'll talk more about my thoughts as it kind of goes on. So the story centers around a girl named Alyssa. When Alyssa was little, her mom did something that kind of landed her in an asylum. And she essentially, you know, it's just her, Alyssa and her dad. And, you know, once a week they go to visit her mom and it's like a whole thing. She also has a best friend named Jen and Jen has an older brother named Jeb and Alyssa has a huge crush on Jeb. So pretty much through the story, you find out that Alyssa's family are descended from Alice Little and her family, essentially. And so, of course, everybody teased her about that, you know, and about Wonderland and everything like that. Come to find out that essentially she is kind of half human, half Wonderland creature, which they're called Netherlings. So that kind of means that because of how she's descended, she is essentially meant to rule the place as long as she can pass some tests. She goes down the rabbit hole. Jeb ends up following her. She ends up finding someone that she barely remembers. His name is Morpheus. He is essentially the caterpillar, but it was after he went through a, like how caterpillars like turn into moths or butterflies. Yes. He, he went through a metamorphosis. He's now a moth after being a caterpillar. So essentially Morpheus tells her, you know, you're going to be the queen of this realm. You have to fix all of the mistakes that Alice made. You do that. You can become queen. A whole bunch of shenaniganery happens. And pretty much in the end, Alyssa vanquishes who she needs to vanquish, supposedly. She becomes the Red Queen and she goes back to the mortal world. Jeb essentially confesses his feelings for her and end of book one. Right. Super vague synopsis. Book two, it's kind of a year later after the events of the first book. Pretty much Jeb is trying to do all of these things so that way they can move to England together. That's a whole thing. Morpheus keeps coming to her in her dreams and is like, hey, you need to come back to Wonderland. And she's just kind of like, no, I want to have a human life. The second book is there's a lot more of like the drama between Morpheus, Jeb, and Alyssa kind of thing. Because Morpheus really cares for Alyssa. You come to find out that like Alyssa and Morpheus are supposedly like fated to have a child that is supposed to like save Wonderland essentially. So like there's that whole thing. But Alyssa still loves Jeb and she still wants her human life. It's a whole thing. It's a lot. But essentially what ends up happening is they find out that Queen red who is kind of who Alyssa is actually descended from queen red is pretty much you know trying to take over Alyssa so that way she can rule wonderland queen red ends up coming and attacking prom and Alyssa's mom is now out of the asylum Alyssa's mom morpheus and jeb all get taken to well Alyssa's mom gets taken to Wonderland Jeb and Morpheus go through these like trees 
that essentially take them to any er elsewhere. That's end of book two. Now, book three, book three is the one that I kind of, reading it through this time, I don't think I was a big fan of it the first time around. The second time around, I definitely, I was less of a fan at this point. Pretty much in the third book, Alyssa takes her dad to get some lost memories because he was found in Wonderland, essentially. Come to find out that he's like part of this order of knights that's like supposed to keep the any elsewhere people away from Wonderland and from the human world. Like anywhere elsewhere is like this magical prison, essentially. So they were charged with doing that. He gets his memories back. He ends up taking going with her to any elsewhere. So that way, because she wants to find Morpheus and Jeb and bring them back. <sighs> Morpheus essentially can't use his magic, but some of his magic was trapped into Jeb. Also, some of Queen Red's magic was trapped into Jeb. So Jeb can use magic because he's human. It's a whole thing. At the end, essentially, or towards the end, you find out that when Queen Red, in the first book, Queen Red does try to possess Alyssa. She vanquishes her. When Queen Red did that, she put a spell on Alyssa that pretty much, the spell was that when her netherling side kind of woke up and took over, it would snuff out her human side. And, like, essentially her heart was, is supposed to like split well not split in two but like the other side's supposed to take over but it adds up splitting her heart in two essentially jeb and morpheus have to kind of save her like use their love to save her they fix her heart end of the story she goes she lives a life with jeb then she comes back and lives a life with morpheus end of the series okay so when I was reading the first book, I will say I remembered a lot of what happened in the first book, all of that kind of thing. I really enjoyed the first book. I mean, I definitely love Morpheus. Like I'm definitely, if this was like a, a team Edward, team Jacob thing, I would definitely be team Morpheus. I really, you know, Jeb is just, he's, he's, he's something. But anyway, the first book, I remembered a lot of it. And so I was like, yeah, I really, you know, I'm still here for this. I still really like this. And I did like how they portrayed Wonderland. I did like how, you know, the, the creatures were a lot more darker than they were in like the Alice in Wonderland story. All of that stuff. When it came to the second book, I didn't remember it quite as well as I remembered the first book. There were things that I kind of remembered, but kind of didn't. And I was just kind of like, oh, okay, you know, this is fine. You know, you spend a lot more time in the human world, all fine and dandy, until everything happens at prom. With the third book, when I first read the series, I do remember being a bit confused by the first or by the third book, mainly because I'm not fully aware of the through the looking glass like the original work so a lot of things just didn't make sense to me and that's again that's just because I didn't really read it you know I just I didn't know I didn't have that information 
when it came to the third book also there's just i don't know there's just a lot of kind of back and forth essentially it gets to be a little bit tedious like i'm still here for it but at the same time i'm just kind of like okay like let's let's move on please kind of thing like i said i remember being confused about it before i'm still confused <laughs> i still don't quite understand some of the stuff you know we just go with it we smile and we nod and we move on but like it's still kind of confusing Overall, I still enjoyed the series, but like it took me a long time. Like the first two books, I feel like I got through pretty quickly. You know, I got through in maybe like a day or two. You know, I just kind of read them. With the last book, it took me a very long time to get through it just because it was harder to get into. And I think it's because of the whole I just don't I I don't get it. There's just things that I don't understand. So, like, it's not going to be something that's easy for me to get. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's going to be more difficult to get through. I still, like I said, I still overall like the series. I still overall enjoy it. It's just, there definitely is a lot of nostalgia there. And I do recognize that. Still doesn't mean it's bad it's just there's there's a lot of nostalgia there where it can be there are some times where it just can be a little bit you know definitely in that like teen angst of like just kind of going back and forth and oh my gosh and that kind of thing like that is very present in this story and again not a bad thing it's very fitting for the character it's just it can be a little bit much sometimes. Sometimes you just want to be like, okay, yes, we get it. Can can we please move on? <laughs> so in my notes, I just kind of made little vague notes about things that were like big plot points in the book or like things that were very important that I definitely forgot. I forgot that Alyssa was really big into art. And in the first book, she makes mosaics out of dead bugs and flowers, I think. And so, like, I forgot that, like, she hurt, hears the voices of bugs and flowers. That's, like, part of her Wonderland gifts, essentially. So, I forgot that that was a thing, but that was, like, a big part of it. Alyssa is definitely infuriating at times throughout all of the books. I can definitely understand why people are just like, oh gosh. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm still here for it. It's just, I can I can also see, you know, because there, there were times where I was like, girl, girl, take a breath, calm down. It's fine. Everything's fine. In book two, she ends up changing her medium and she ends up using her own magic mixed with her blood in order to make mosaics and I forgot that that was a thing because that's like a huge plot point that her mosaics are showing her what's going to happen to Wonderland but it it kind of pans out but it kind of doesn't so it's just kind of like eh and I did forget that everybody pretty much goes missing at the end of book two that like Jeb and Morpheus and her mom are like all gone and she gets locked up in an asylum as well just because she's the one who's blamed for it. And then I forgot about the any elsewhere nights that her dad was a part of. Like I said, a lot of the stuff in that book was just very 
confusing to me. So I think I did put a bit of a mental block on it, except for some of the more, I guess, like the romance plots between like Alyssa and Morpheus and Alyssa and Jeb. I did remember some of that, but not really. Like, again, it was just... It was the third book was a little bit more rougher to get through. And like the again, not a bad thing. It's just more difficult for me personally. Well, I think that's about all the time that we have for today. I know this was very much a monologue of me talking about all of the things. But yeah, I, I really didn't have much to contribute. Yeah, but you were here listening to me talk about it. And I mean, would you read the read the books knowing what you know? Those books? Mm-hmm. Oh God, no. Okay. Yeah, they're they're really not. I wouldn't your... touch them with the ten foot pole, but they're not my scene. Yeah, they're really not your cup of tea. And again, nothing wrong with that. It's just, it's just not your cup of tea. Well, we want to thank you guys for listening to me today talk about the Splintered series and my thoughts on it. How. The nostalgia is a bit real, but again, they're still not bad. It's just I definitely had a bit of a nostalgia lens with them. If you like the episode, if you like what you've been listening to, please consider sharing the episode with your friends. It really would help us to grow the show, and we would appreciate that. And then what are we going to be talking about next time? A book-to-movie comparison on The Book Thief. Okay. So we will see you guys next time. Bye.